Greetings. You are listening to the podcast of Ignitus Ministries, and this is your host, Pastor Tom Fillinger, speaking. In the previous podcast on May the 1st, the focus was on how to listen to a sermon, and specifically, the next to the last point in that list of how to listen, I entitled, So What?, And the purpose of that so what question is that a a message from God's Word is not just entertainment. It is to be applied and lived out in the lives of the people that have heard that message. So unless there is a so what, unless they understand the application of the content of that message that produces transformation in their life, then that was a dialogue. It filled 30 or 40 minutes of time, but it doesn't qualify as expository preaching, which equips God's people to apply theology, to embody theology, to live out the truth of God's Word. So, make sure that you have the so what in the messages that you preach, and in the newsletter that goes out on the 15th that this podcast will be attached to, there's an opportunity for you to participate in the G3 conference, the focus of which is expository preaching. Since we can't gather large groups together now because of the coronavirus, they're doing this via Zoom, and I provide a link in the newsletter that you can register. The cost is only $30. It covers four days. There will be um, speakers, and there will also be workshops in which the listener, the participants in that conference, can actually develop expository uh, messages. So I encourage you to focus on that. The focus of today's message is the profile of a healthy church. I will offer 14 characteristics of a healthy church, and my prayer is that the church that you are leading expresses each of these 14 areas. So, here we go. The measure of effective ministry is transformation. If the ministry you're leading merely gathers people together, they hear a sermon, they leave, and there's no application of the truth that they heard that leads to transformation, you are not pastoring a local church. So here's the first characteristic. The church has a clear and compelling mission and purpose statement that is, notice this, owned and actively embraced by 80% or more of the congregation. And the purpose of every church, every local church, regardless of where it is, what denominational affiliation they may claim, the purpose of every church is to make disciples 
fully formed in the image of Jesus Christ in character and conduct. Second, the church has a clear and functional philosophy of ministry that provides guidelines and direction for ministry. People don't inherently understand what is to be accomplished. They need to be guided in that understanding, and that's what a philosophy of ministry is designed to do. Third, the church selects leaders on the basis of character, competence, and a biblical profile for leadership. I have served over 500 local churches, and I will tell you that in the majority of churches, sad to say, leaders are selected based on their position in the community. If they're president of the bank, if they're a well-known attorney, they are appointed to leadership roles. And they may or may not have a godly character, they may or may not have the competence to function in a leadership role, but they're appointed nevertheless. So make sure that leadership in the church that you lead is based on character, competence, and a biblical profile for leadership. Number four, the church has a discernible expression of unity and oneness that provides an atmosphere for thriving outreach, assimilation, and disciple-making. If the church lacks unity, those qualities will not be accomplished. Number five, the pastor and church leaders have examined the various dimensions of the church's history, understand the implications of each major issue in that history, and have satisfactorily resolved any dysfunctional patterns from the past. And most churches, if they've been around for more than 10 years, have some dysfunction in their history that needs to be resolved. Number six, the church has a leadership development process that equips leaders for the future. A major component of their growth is modeled behavior by the existing leadership. This includes ongoing learning and coaching designed to ensure competence and excellence in ministry. The church is and must be a learning community. Number seven, the church has developed and implemented a ministry-focused, biblically-based structure. This includes ministry teams and a decentralized approach to ministry. Ministry decisions are made at the level closest to the actual execution of each particular ministry component. Number eight, the church has an operative biblical model of and process for church discipline. And discipline is not necessarily punishment. It may lead to the execution of punishment, but it begins at the first hint of a person 
going off the path to the left or right. And the issue of accountability facilitates church discipline. If everyone has two accountability partners that hold each of us accountable for our fidelity to living out the truth, we won't get to the place where someone has to be removed from membership. And by the way, at the time of the Reformation, led by Martin Luther, there were three essential qualities to a local church. The preaching of the word, what Luther called the sacraments, the Lord's Supper and baptism, and church discipline. If you want to see how this has dissipated, when's the last time you heard a church exercise biblical church discipline not the just the final phase of removing someone from membership, but coming alongside of someone and calling their attention to the fact that their current behavior is sin and helping them turn from that. That's real church discipline. Number nine, the church has a membership profile and process that is based on biblical criteria. Worship, evangelism, service, financial contribution, and participation in a small group setting, whether it be Sunday school, small group, growth group, whatever you may call it, that equips people to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, Second Peter 3.18. Number 10, the pastor and leadership team have developed and refined a biblical theology that is the foundation and basis for ministry. This must be systematically taught to the congregation, line upon line and precept upon precept. Number 11, the church has established phased spiritual growth definitions. There's an accountability process that produces objective, measurable progress toward obeying all that Jesus has commanded. The exercise of accountability produces both maturity and joy among the body of Christ in a given local church. Number 12, the church has developed and utilizes objective feedback processes in a 360 fashion. The leaders hear from the people and the people hear from the leaders. This is crucial. And when you incorporate this and you hear from the people, it is very, very unlikely that a dysfunctional issue is going to continue very long. And when you minimize that and address it, the, the disruption in effective ministry that that dysfunction may cause is greatly minimized because you address it in a timely manner. Number 13, the church has an intentional strategy to fulfill the Great Commission. This includes a church planting strategy for use on a local level. Churches typically are willing to drop money in the offering plate and send somebody else across the oceans to plant churches but they won't go across the street. An effective local church has 
the intentional strategy of identifying a place that needs a local church and is willing to send out 30, 40, 50 people to that place when that local church is launched so that it is done with great effectiveness. I served in Ohio, and one of the so-called leaders reportedly established 28 local churches in the state of Ohio in one year's time. The tragedy is, five years later, the majority of those churches did not continue to exist. Number 14. The church rejoices that they have accepted the discipline necessary to engage the leadership development process and actively seeks to enlist other churches to follow their example. What that is saying is that when the church you are leading is effective according to the Great Commission, growing people in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, you as a pastor must be willing to come alongside of other pastors and to work with them, to love them, to pray with them, to nurture them, to guide them, to also lead a an effective ministry. So that's the essence of the profile of a healthy church. My prayer is that you lead such an assembly and I look forward to any response that you have to this podcast. You can reach me by sending me an email at info at igniteus.net or by calling me at 800-472-3764. Again, this is Pastor Tom Fillinger. I pray for each of the churches that we serve particularly in this time of shutdown, there will be many changes. I have a meeting Wednesday night with the leadership in the church where we serve. We're going to go over the process that will be in place for reopening the church and bringing in the body of Christ as we meet together. So God bless. Thank you for listening. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye-bye.